And we're back for another episode of the Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. Kyle, Tyler, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> Tim's killing me. You were already a mess. We're starting the day off great, but we're back with another episode with Kyle. We're going to talk about rookie quarterbacks. Let's do it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the wire. It's the wire. D. Griffey. This the wire, serving up a hot take Around the league, serving jams like a hot plate Who's the flex, first pick, rounds four to eight Trading with the base, that's Superman, we need a cape This that fantasy, see who get the glory Who's gonna stay up in they lane talking Tory Who's gonna ride up on the train with a hype at Yeah, you wanna start them, but matches, you might not like that Three tutties next week, many's double covered Takes on a hundred coming out the oven. Tim and Ty, they the guys, know you gotta love them. Take your pick, do it quick, they on fire. The wire. All right, boys. We're back. <laughs> like I said in the intro, we're a mess already. We're a daily, a dollar short. We have no idea what we're doing. Welcome to the podcast. It feels, about, it feels appropriate at this point. Kyle, what's up? What's going on, boys? We're in it now, huh? Yeah, right in the weeds. <laughs> so, welcome to the shit show. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the incoming rookie class of quarterbacks. Um, Got our top six or seven. We got, we got seven. Seven, but we're only going to talk about six of them, though, for some reason. Um, But we got our top six quarterbacks. Kyle's got a hot take for us. Um, And... Tao's here for the show. Yes, yeah, so this will be a fun episode. Uh, these next couple of weeks are probably going to be me taking a slight step back with how with everything I got going on in my life, and uh, we're gonna let Kyle and Tim kind of lead these next couple episodes on the rookie breakdowns, and I'm kind of just gonna be along for the show, show and so what, some balls and so what? Ky- what Tyler's doing? Here. This is gonna be fun. So what Tyler's doing is. He's trying to save all the information that he's collecting because he doesn't want to give away any hot takes or who he likes in the draft for our for our rookie drafts. He's letting us do the scouting. It's, yeah, it's really yeah. what it is. Yeah. So <laughs> if I say I like this guy, you know, boom, Tyler likes this guy. You know what I mean? Because he, what else does he know? He's not even going to look at any. He doesn't have the. The issue is, is he went back to school. He doesn't have time to watch hours and hours and hours of film like we have. So he he can do school homework, but he can't do. Fantasy homework. I mean, you, know. you did sign up for the podcast more than you did for um, your master's degree. It's in your contract, you know. I saw I, it. I mean, I'm, I'm paying a little bit more money for the... It, uh, pro- but, see, it the, money shouldn't matter. You signed up for the podcast. You signed up for the commitment of the podcast. And then you signed up for school. So, in the order of responsibilities, in my opinion, podcast goes over school. Because I don't care if you get an A, B, or a C. As long as you get the degree, that's all that matters, buddy. That's what we're going with? Yeah. I, I hope no kids are listening to this, by I don't care if they <laughs> no, listen. this is listen. horrible <laughs> life advice, guys. Please okay, don't never listen to High this. High school kids, if you're listening, the only year you need to try is your sophomore year. That's, that's it, high school. True. That's all you get. Yeah. That's not true at all. In the first half of your junior year. Your senior year doesn't even matter as long as you pass. Depends on what kind of school you're going to. I mean, well, I I did drop out of community college. I'm I'm doing well, but I did drop out of community college because I just fuck it. But um, if you go to a state school, senior year don't matter. If you're going to an actual good school, <laughs> unlike what's us an idiots, actual good school? BCC doesn't count. No, BCC does not right, count. State schools do not count unless you're going to Ivy League or 
one of these big names. Oh schools. yeah, I mean, if you're gonna be a fucking doctor, don't listen to a goddamn thing I have to say. Or I'm a I'm a nobody if you're gonna be a doctor, okay? But I mean, if you're just gonna be one of us, fuck's cool. One of us. One of us. Just a regular Joe Schmo with a with a podcast mic. If it makes you feel any better, though, these rookie quarterbacks, they're not going to med school, but they're going to make a shit ton of money. They are. They are. So, you know, who's really winning, right? Yeah. Hey, I may make a couple hundred bucks off this at the end, so fuck it. Yeah. So, I wanted to start off, we haven't had the opportunity to really talk about it, to Sean Watson. So... I have think to talk about it. We, we have to. I mean, I don't it's, really want to talk about it. No, let's talk about it. This is a counseling session for all of us. So I think we're all at different points in Deshaun Watson. Um, I'm at one point. I know that I am. I know I'm a different point where you are, Tyler. Kyle, I'm not sure where you are. Do you own him in any leagues? No. And actually, the one league that I did have him in, um, I had left that league for other reasons anyway. It just wasn't an active league. I was trying to sell off what yeah, I, I was an orphan that, you picked up and dropped. yeah it yeah. was an orphan that just wasn't really panning out and having deshaun watson on that roster just made life worse for me so i know i'm not buying right now so, so. yeah so where do you stand on watson um so it's one of those things i'm always of the mindset innocent until proven guilty um you know we we have a lot of these kind of things happen especially in recent years especially with how the world is nowadays but it's getting worse by the day. His fantasy value and dynasty. What? Where? Where do you rank him? What are your thoughts? Are you selling if you own him? Are you holding? Are you buying? I think if you're contending, you have to sell just because there is the the option that he may not play this year. He could end up on the commissioner's list. So if you don't have a really good quarterback situation where you have a good quarterback three or four that can fill that void in case Watson doesn't play this year, you need to sell off. If I'm in a rebuild, I'm hanging on to him just because once he does eventually come back, you still have that top five quarterback that, you know, talent wise was already there and you're not looking to win anyway. So him not playing kind of helps you out a little bit. Tyler. So you have him in a home dynasty league. <laughs> what do you don't thoughts? want to talk about this? You got, you got to. Why don't you go? Because you're, I, your stance is a little easier than mine. I don't think so. I think mine is very cut and dry. That's what I'm saying. So okay, so you want you want to just okay, sell them, sell, get what you can for them. Especially, well, yes, it does matter where you are. So if you're a rebuilding team, you should probably be buying him because if he gets suspended for a year, which is possible, then you're adding a 26 year old top five quarterback to your roster next year. Um, for me, I owned him in two leagues that I thought I'm going to be very competitive in. One of them, I have enough quarterback depth where even if I lose him for a season, I'm still a contender and I'm still a top two team in the league. The other one, I had no quarterbacks behind him. I had Russ and him and I had junk behind him. So I traded him. For Kirk Cousins, a one, a two, and I believe it was a four. Um, Which is actually a pretty good haul, all things considered. All things considered, I had to jump on it. I had other offers. So it, having him in two leagues, I had multiple offers. One guy is the guy in the league chat who always goes, who shares all the news to try to down talk the player. Oh, 
Watson, man, I can't believe what's going on. And then immediately messages me saying, hey, what do you want for Watson? So he's in the league chat talking him down <laughs> so nobody else fucking buys him. And so then he's driving the price down. For he's himself. driving the price down for himself. And it's it's amazing. It's wonderful. But fuck him. I fuck you. But it didn't work. Well, that was I ended my up, next question. Did you sell it to him? Is he the no. guy that bought it? So he ended up originally offering me Jared Goff a one in like Dalton Schultz. Uh, Schultz from Dallas. I turned it down. Two weeks later, I ended up with the Kirk Cousins trade. And I'm happy with it. Even if this wasn't going on, I don't think that's terrible value. Getting a high-end quarterback too, consistent high-end quarterback too, and a first and a second, which I could use to upgrade another position, I like it. Yeah, I don't think you're that far off value-wise. Um, I think obviously in a normal seat, you're probably going to get a little bit more. Probably two ones in Kirk, right? I got a one, a two, and a Kirk. Yeah, that that's probably about what he'd probably have to go for before all this nonsense started. Ugh. So, this is the topic I've been dreading for weeks. Um, go ahead, give out the playbook. What do we need to offer you for him? I don't really know. That's my problem. I'm in a spot right now where I'm kind of with Kyle, that he's innocent to proven guilty, and I don't think that this is going to be anything that's going to get resolved before the season starts, to be honest with you. So, truthfully, I don't think that we're going to see any consequences for him this year. I don't. I think if there's going to be a suspension, it would be the next year. Hmm. So you don't see an Ezekiel Elliott situation where they suspend him before the season starts and he says, well, I haven't been proven guilty yet. And then remember, Zeke was not guilty on all his charges and they still suspended him six games mid-season. That is possible, but... And Tyreek Hill had the same situation. I, I think it's going to be one of those things that, if that is the case, it's going to be a, a very... I would rather it be that and him get four or five games or six games, whatever it is, and miss a third of the season and, and then be back than him them waiting. Because if they wait and they do end of the year, I think he loses a whole year. I feel like the league at this point has to do something. And they've already launched their own investigation. And I believe somebody either today or yesterday actually filed another lawsuit against Watson. So it seems to get worse by the day. And it's one of those things where it's going to start affecting. We see this all the time with with certain cases where we say, okay, when does the league step in and do something about it? When do they kind of take a stand to help their own image and protect their own image? And take a stand against the player. So all about the shield. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think public perception will continue to take a hit until the league does something about it. And like I said before, I think it, it he ends up on the commissioner list or something along those lines. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if he ends up suspended a full year. I think he ends up on the commissioner's exempt list prior to the NFL draft. I think they end up almost like an early to- Indefinite suspension kind of thing, like air quotes, indefinite suspension. Pretty much we're suspending you and you're going to find out how long the the season's not here, but you're suspended. We'll let you know how long shortly kind of thing. I guess that's possible if if they're going to leave it up in the air kind of thing like that. But I I think legally, I don't think that we're going to see any kind of real trouble. No one's filing any criminal activity. It doesn't matter. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm not saying, but I'm saying I don't see him getting getting jail time or anything remotely like that way. He's going to be gone for years. 
I think any problem, I think all these court cases are going to get settled it, outside uh, yeah. of court or anything, anything like that. We're not going to see any real consequences besides him paying, a, paying whatever, whatever, however you want to phrase it. Yeah, he's going to he's going to lose a lot of money yeah. and a bunch of settlements. But my concern is the worst case scenario: he gets blackballed from the NFL. I no. said it to you guys in our chat. I don't think they, there's any. They, I think there could be a situation where they use him as a as a as a scapegoat. Listen. NFL players. He's too good for that. I know, but NFL players. Money speaks and he wins games. There's no chance of that. I mean, does he? How many games did they win last year? Okay, yeah. What about every other year? Was it him or was it his team? Because he, he got team better, his team got great. worse, and they sucked. What was so great about his team in the years before that? DeAndre Hopkins. So Hopkins made a 10-game difference? I, I don't see that. So you think, why do you think they sucked so bad last year? Because the entire franchise was a disaster last year, not just they lost Hopkins. I mean, that was that was just the first one, but there was just a drastic lo- the loss of talent in every every way. But I mean, my, I always think the team wins games more than the quarterback does. In most cases, especially when it comes to rookie quarterbacks, and I think this is a good little segment into rookie quarterbacks. Let's get back to the topic we wanted to do the episode on. Um, are you good with that? I yeah, you- that's that's probably a good. Point. So my thoughts on rookie quarterbacks: if you put a great rookie quarterback on a bad situation, they're gonna suck no matter who they are. If Tom Brady would have been drafted by what the Cleveland Browns in the in the and when he was, do you see him having six rings right now? No, absolutely not. No. no. So, and it, again. A lot of these quarterbacks that don't work out and then go somewhere else and work out shows that the situation they come into makes a big difference. So with these rookie quarterbacks, Lawrence goes to Jacksonville. We all know that. I actually like it as a landing spot. They added a lot of good pass catchers. They, they, they have a lot of draft capital to add more you know, defensive help, offensive line help in the draft. I think Urban Meyer is the bigger factor there than... Yeah, I agree. He could be. He could be. I think he's getting a little. He's getting this Kevin Stefanski overation right now, but that's he's okay. He's had that stature for years. Yeah, ago. of course. Nick Saban comes to the NFL. Everybody's going to yeah. throw their underwear at him too. But if you know someone like Justin Fields, if he goes to the whoever goes to the Jets, I don't like very much. This year, I mean, they have done well, but if. Justin, if let's just take Justin Fields, take Lawrence out of the picture. If Justin Fields goes to Jacksonville compared to the Jets, where do you like his his landing spot better, fantasy wise? Uh, Probably Jacksonville because he has the pass catches, a better offensive line, a better a running back. Right, they don't have as good of a defense, but who cares about the, the defense? Doesn't matter. It's the offense that matters. That's a tough one because we don't really know what that. New York team's going to look like now with this new head coach. And, and that's that's the real problem there. We don't really know anything about this New York team at this point. They're going to be at a completely different pace. They're going to have here. a top five defense. Top five defense. And they very well could become like the 49ers kind of type, type of scheme where they're going to try to run the ball and it's not going to oh, be yeah, so. You're, you're going the Robert Sala route. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's their head coach now. So yeah. that's. That, that's a factor you got to take in. You know what I mean? I just don't think he has the offensive mind that Kyle Shanahan has. But. But he did bring in their their quarterbacks coach from San Fran. Well, that's probably the, the worst. That's probably the worst coach they had there. 
Did they really coach up Jimmy G much? Jimmy G couldn't stay on the field either. Yeah. That, that's a tough one. But uh, the point is, is that we don't really like Mahomes, we don't really know what we're going to get. Mahomes didn't go to Kansas City his rookie year with Kelsey. And remember, that was a pretty good offense that he stepped into. Of course it was. If he ended, you know, Watson ended up with DeAndre Hopkins, that was a good offense, right? But and if one of them would have gone to Chicago and they would have had that exact. Just swapped places when they were drafted. I think whoever ended up in Kansas City had a better ends up with a little bit of a better career. I think Mahomes isn't at this level so right now. If he if he went to Chicago, no, he's probably not at that level. But I still think he's successful. Right. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Yes. Where if you took Trubisky Mahomes and put him with in, in Kansas City, hundred times better. Yeah, he's a hundred times better of a player. But so it, I, I think it goes it, in both hands. There is a discrepancy in their talent, obviously, but. I think we need to pay attention to these players' landing spots. No, they definitely play, both play a role. Obviously, talent has its place as well as the landing spot. You know, a guy like a Justin Fields, I, you know, I have Zach Wilson ranked as the quarterback two in this offense, but if you're telling me that Justin Fields is going to end up landing in San Francisco, okay, he automatically jumps to quarterback two for me. So I like that situation a little bit better. Especially with these top tier guys, the talent level is pretty damn close from quarterback to quarterback in my mind. Landing spot and situation then just plays the bigger factor in terms of who ends up going where and you know who gives you more value for your fantasy teams. Yeah, yeah, and I think we saw a good example of that. What we saw last year was with Ceh. Sure, that was the perfect. Everyone was looking at Swift as being the best back in the draft, and we saw him go to Detroit, and we saw. Ch go to go to Kansas City and they flip flop draft positions. Realistically, yeah. If you would again, if go back to those rookie episodes, and I told you to stay away from Ceh and add somebody else in Dynasty, but I I don't believe in Ceh. It's the fourth round of a startup right now, and he still hasn't been drafted. It's like you know, I think thirteen other running backs have gone, and he's still on the board. But I don't like. I I didn't like. I don't. Why would you want the running back on a pass first offense where they don't check the ball down to the running back much? He was getting six to seven targets a game before, before Bell got there. I just, he, but he's also not getting the carry workload that a guy like touches a game, fifteen touches. But Acres was getting twenty three carries. Oh, I'm not saying that. And, and wait till you see what Swift does this year. He's going to be a top five back. But whoa, yeah, I, whoa. There's, there's a situation. Hold on, hold on. He's going to have the volume. What? He's the he's. That good of a running back, where I think he's going to be a top, top five. I think back. he's going to be a f- the fifth run- the fifth rank running back at the end of the year. Really? Yes. And who do you have over him? G- give me the f- the four you have over him. The four I have over him. Let's see. I have him above Kamara next year. Above Kamara. Above Kamara. I have. Uh, hold on one second. I wasn't prepared for this. No, either was I. This is this is interesting. <laughs> Nobody was prepared for this. That's <laughs> We're supposed to be talking about quarterbacks right now. Like- I have McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. And then he's right there in the Barkley, and then he's right there in the running with Chubb. And what are you looking at me like that for, Henry? And then Henry. So there's four, and then he's right in the running. Do you see Jacob scoring more than him? Nope. I think he scores more than Zeke next year, and that's gonna that's gonna be a pass for us offense again. Then you could say the same thing about Barkley. What do you mean? He had Barkley. If Zeke's going to be a... 
going to be in a pass for first offense. How is Barkley now? Because Barkley is 10 times a receiver that Zeke is. 10 times the receiver? Zeke gets like 35 catches for like 210 yards a year. He, he He's very overrated as a pass catcher, and they're going to get Tony Pollard involved more. But I... Swift is a top five back next year. You're out of your fucking mind. Okay. This was a bait and switch. You said I had the hot take. <laughs> it, it is. But <laughs> out of your fucking mind. That offensive line is ass. They have no other offensive weapons. There's zero chance he's a top five fucking back. Wait, you, zero chance. Are you saying Zeke's gonna be a top five back over him? And we we you've trash talked his offensive line this entire offseason? What? Do you think do you think Zeke will a- finish over Swift all day long? Okay. That could be a whole other episode. Okay. But let's get back into rookie quarterbacks. We'll, we'll, we'll bookmark this one. We'll save it. Please, because i got to wrap my head around this. So, please start your quarterbacks. <laughs> please, I'm begging you. I can't take any more of this. So, Trevor Lawrence. <clears throat> Kyle, I'll let you lead the way on this one. Yeah, so, obviously, unless you're under a rock, everybody knows about T-Law. Um, six foot six, 220 pounds. Played in 10 games this past year. Passed for 3,100 yards, four touchdowns, five interceptions. He did end up getting COVID this year, and of course it was a weird year, especially for college with COVID. So there was a lot of on-again, off-again, are we going to play this game or are we not going to play this game? He obviously sat out a game and had a replacement uh, come in for that game. But weird year, but obviously still produced for what he is and and for that offense. Um, Of course he's going to – everyone's thinking he's going to Jacksonville. He's the 101 for the NFL draft, that's a given at this point, pretty much. A lot of people are saying he's the best quarterback prospect since Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck. That's a lot to live up to, but when you look back on it, I can see a lot of the traits that give him that status. That's my big concern with him right there. The hype. The hype. He, If he's not an uh, a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, he's a failure because of his hype. Yeah. What's what, yeah. look at his comparisons? Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. What's it? What is his floor comparison? I don't know. I haven't heard one. Like, truthfully, it, the, yeah, the comparison usually I you see his ceiling and their floor. I mean, his his ceiling is Peyton Manning. That's what they're saying, right? With much better athleticism. Realistically, I think Andrew Luck's a really good comp for him. But I mean, Jesus Christ. Poor guy. If he doesn't go out and they go fucking twelve and four or twelve and five or twelve thirteen and four or whatever the math comes out to, because I'm not used to these numbers yet. If he doesn't throw for you know five thousand yards or forty touchdowns, people are gonna call him a bust. That's literally what the level he's at right now. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's what's his floor is. I can't even think of what people are comparing him to. It's unfair. It's literally unfair. He has at this to point. have the year Herbert had last year for him to not be a bust. That the, the greatest season in for <laughs> that, rookie quarterback in NFL history. Yeah. If he doesn't have it, he's no, a bust. He has to be Kyler. He has to be Herbert. He has to be Watson. Yeah, I think it's one of those. I'm just saying that, that you he said has to be if he's not level. Herbert next year, Herbert broke like three rookie records, mm. especially with his his efficiency with not turning the ball over very much either. Well, I think that's going to be the issue right there. I think he's going to turn the ball over. He forces the ball. Well, here's the thing, too, and we're seeing this a lot more in the league. 
where offenses are getting a lot more innovative and they're catering more towards the players that they have and the players that are coming into the league. And I think that's why you saw a lot of success for Herbert as well as, you know, even Joe Burrow. We talked about it earlier in our group chat. Joe Burrow was on a track to being a quarterback too before he got hurt. Yeah, if you take his numbers and project him over a 16-game season, he's the quarterback 14. Yeah, so to me, realistically, T-Law's floor is probably a low-end QB2. Low-end to mid-QB2, I would say. Which is perfectly fine for a 21-year-old coming into the league, especially in dynasty formats. You know, what more could you really ask for for a rookie quarterback coming into the league? This is the best year to suck because of injuries and have the 101 and have like a really good team. If you had like me, I had Barkley, Michael Thomas and Dak all go down in like the first two weeks of the year. And I'm, I'm bringing all of those guys back with Lawrence. I feel good about that. But if you're a rebuilding team and you have the 101, this is a great start. He has all the tools to be an elite NFL player. Six, six. He has a size. There's no, He's not 5'9", and we're wondering if he has a size in the NFL. He's not one of those pocket quarterbacks who has to sit there in a statue. He, His rushing upside, I don't have the stats in front of me, but the amount of rushing yards he had, he had multiple 40, 50-yard runs in, in his career. He won a national championship. He had a lot of design runs for him. A lot of They run a lot of RPO, plays. yep. Yeah, an RPO he play. has all of the tools. So he's a consensus one-on-one. In all Superflex leagues, sure. there may be a couple people who go, I love Zach Wilson, or they're Jets fans, but it's. He, he's so good that nobody's even talking about him right now. No, it's go a on tw- If you it, go on it, Twitter, it weird, nobody's but- talking about Lawrence because it's just, he's so good. All right, let's just hype up somebody else, right? In most other years, remember when Jameis came out? He was, you know, or, you know, Jared Goff, or a lot of these rookies who go one. Or well, the, RG, the RG3 and you luckier. You know, people were talking them up so well, but nobody's talking about Lawrence because it's just like, fuck it, he's good. Let's talk about somebody else. We're over it, right? Well, we've been talking about him for a year and a half now. A year and a half? This is what, three years? <laughs> Since high his, school, really. You no, know what I'm saying? Like, we've been talking about, okay, his he's going to be the one-on-one year. for the last year and a half we've been talking about it. His real freshman year, he won the national championship yeah. at Clemson. Yeah. So since then, it's, this kid is the next great thing. Mm-hmm. People have had eyes on him legitimately since high school. Yeah, Zach, but remember, let's we can transition into, I don't want to spend too much time on Lawrence. Zach Wilson, he's had a NFL co- uh, quarterback coach training him since he was nine years old. Really? Yes. That I didn't know. Since he was nine years old. But the one thing with Zach Wilson, I got to talk about it. I'm over the fucking bullshit on these pro days with NFL quarterbacks making good throws. I'm sorry. So, yeah. They, 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 I disagree he, with you on he this He threw 100%. the ball on the run. It was a, a great throw. It was like a 50-yard pass, and he got the guy in stride. The Jets are going to draft him, and every all the Jets fans are sharing that, that video. But did you see the exact same throw with an NFL defensive lineman in his face? Throw that to Braxton Berrios last year for a 45-yard touchdown. Rolling to his left, throw across his body over the middle of the field for a, getting him in stride with a defense. Like, these are NFL coordinate, NFL quarterbacks. I'm not impressed with them throwing the ball to their college-wide receivers they spent the last three years with and hitting him in stride. I'm not impressed. Have you seen what he had to work with, though, at BYU? It wasn't great. 
I, I get what Tim's point is. Same with thing that with one. Fields. He's been he's been fucking throwing the ball to Olave for how long now? But go ahead, Tyler. I, I get your point with that with that one. That's a tough. Yeah, he's been throwing the ball to these guys for a ton and for years now, and all that stuff, and it all sounds good and great. But at the same time, a lot of these guys can't throw these passes at the same time. That's the key because, like you just said about like, T Law, yeah, the being, arm, the arm strength is there, and that's great. But the when you're looking at these throws, it's not so much the throw that you're looking at. You're looking at uh, what's his mechanics look like as he's throwing it. Is it a natural motion? Is he forcing the ball? Is it does he that he set set his feet and turn his hips as he throws? What's his release look like on these? Is he like but, but looking at that stuff? But more you know where that matters. In game with a defensive line chasing you or running at you, I understand. Break that, down this film, put it in slow motion, zoom in on the quarterback. That's when the mechanics matter, not when you know that every single person in the in the stadium is staring at you. When there's a defense and you have to fit the ball in between the corner and the safety, or in the middle of a zone, while you're running away away from a six six all no pro defensive there. lineman, that's where it matters. There's not when you're by no yourself. There. But for years now, who's been the consensus one and one? The one one and the one two out of this class. Can you tell me that? Fields and T Law. Fields and T Law. Why is Fields dropping right now? Because people are breaking down his film. Not he had a great no, pro day too. Because his footwork blows. You really think that, that that's why Yes, that's why. Because his mechanics aren't, aren't It's because sound. because he was just a pro it, it was he was a product of a good team in Ohio State more and, than anything. And that's fine. Because they were the number one or number two ranked team in the country. That now they're breaking apart his film, seeing that his mechanics aren't there. And where are these mechanics? But his pro day was fantastic, and and, and everybody that, was raving about that too. Where do you see these mechanics? Well, when do you develop these mechanics in practice? But yeah. So but if you're not doing do these things in a scripted in the game? practice, but do you display them in the game? That's what matters. If you're not doing them in practice, you're not going to do them in a game. Right. So that's that's the point. Yeah, if so they're not doing, if he's not doing or, it in the pro day, what if he's just stressing it in practice because he knows everybody's watching in the game under pressure? Is okay, where but it matters. why do you practice to get better? Oh, from muscle course. memory to get better. Of course, better. but so, they, well, who's to say these guys like like these interviews? Every single the person mean nothing. To me. But it's the same thing as a pro day. No, it's not. If you take it in in, a, in the <laughs> shell of itself, yes, it is. The, you're having somebody display themselves. They're gonna. You can fake They're gonna a pro do day? the best they can to make you okay. impressed. You can fake an in interview. a game is where it matters. You can fake an interview all day long if you don't have the mechanics and you. It shows. At least it's what, like if you got into a three point stance and did a blocking drill and then I did it. I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not fucking good at it. So it's gonna look totally different than the two of us doing a blocking drill. Well, yeah, you're a corner. I'm a defensive tackle. But that's my tackle. point. Yeah. If he's not doesn't have those mechanics, I don't care how much you. Whether it's a pro day or in the game, if you don't have the you were mechanics, a good punt team I was tackle. Punt good. I was. Fuck you, yeah, you I had was. a very good. That credit, punt <laughs> you, team you had tackle. a very good one kick step yes. and release. I have to give fuck you that. Yeah, but if you don't have those mechanics at the normal fucking day, if you're not showing those mechanics in your pro day, odds are it's not going to translate into the fucking into your game. But uh, did you uh, did you hear anybody say that Justin Fields had a bad pro day? Mac Jones did. Everybody's saying Mac Jones had a bad throws. And now he's going to go third overall to San Fran. And I heard a lot of people talking about how uh, Justin Fields' footwork is sloppy and he doesn't doesn't drive through. My big thing with him is, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's get back to Zach Wilson. But as far as pro days goes, I think they matter more than they, more than you're giving them credit for. I, yeah, I, I'll I'll just disagree on that one. But Zach Wilson, he's another one with these fucking comparisons. 
He's either Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes in every expert's eyes. I do like the Russ comparison. See, I actually like the the Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers release comparison. And I'll tell you why. Because if you put on the film, he has the the gunslinger mentality and looks a lot like Mahomes where he's making a lot of throws off platform and a lot of like these sidearm type throws where he has a defender in his face. So he can't throw over the top. So he's going to, you know, flick it sidearm out to, you know, his running back or whatever. It's very similar to what Aaron Rodgers has done over his career. But that comparison, I, I see as a pretty appropriate one. But I also think that Wilson has kind of had the meteoric rise that Joe Burrow had when he came out because not a lot of people were talking about Wilson up until this year. And then that's pretty much when he blew up. This was his coming out party of sorts. Are you concerned that he didn't have any competition in college? I am a little bit because you want me to rattle off his schedule really quick. Sure. Plays against Navy. A lot of NFL prospects there. Army. Troy. Louisiana Tech. UTSA, I honestly don't follow college football enough to know who the fuck that is. Houston, Texas State, not Texas Tech. I was say, he played a lot of Texas schools. The UTSA, San yeah, Antonio. The Texas State, WKU, I think that's well, Western, Western Kentucky. Kentucky University. A yeah. lot of good talent there. Boise State, that might be the best school they played against. Northern Alabama. <sighs> Coastal Carolina. In San Diego State. Those last two games are probably the toughest competition he had all year. Well, yeah, Coastal Carolina beat them 22-17. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, he did, he did very well. They, I mean, here's their offensive outputs. 55, 48, 45, 27, 43, 52, my, 41, 51. My counter to that point is, what's the talent on this team like? Yeah, BYU that's what isn't I was known, BYU isn't known to be one of these powerhouse schools to begin with. But that was my big knock on Jalen Rieger going into the NFL. He was a big fish in a small pond. Now he's just a fish. I think it's too early to say that, but I get your point. Um, I think the thing is, and that kind of where it comes back to the pro day, is that... I'm asking the question. I'm not saying this is my opinion. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate No, here. I understand what you're saying, and I think that's one of those things that you kind of... We're never going to see perfectly. We've seen guys come out of small schools and work. We've seen... We've seen guys come out of massive schools and be horrible because the teams are so good that they don't have to be good. So uh, I think it's one of those you got to find the happy balance yeah. between them. And that's really where film, film study really becomes important because you can see on a game-to-game basis and on a throw-to-throw basis the kind of decisions that he makes and the kind of throws that he's making because he has an electric arm. There's no doubt about that, and that's... I, a lot of where the Mahomes comparisons come from, too. And I'm not saying I hate Wilson. I don't want you guys or any of the listeners no. to take I'm just trying to play the devil's advocate here and try to, to just see if, what are we doing here? Are we overrating the prospect? I'm just, I don't think we are, but I'm just trying to see what you guys think as well. Yeah, no. And I'm trying to bring up the point as well. Because, and I'll admit, the first time I put on Zach Wilson film, I got nervous because of the throws that he was trying to make. You know, like I said before, Kid's a gunslinger, so he'll try and make any kind of throw that he wants. A lot of the throws he can make and you know throw in. So the is he coverage. Manziel? Is he is he Baker Mayfield? Or is he I Patrick think he's a Mahomes? better athlete than than May- Mayfield is. Yes. So I don't think he has a huge arm though. That that was from the I, I, again 
with me being in school, I didn't get to watch a ton, a ton of film. But from the film that I get, did get to watch on him, I didn't think his arm was huge. I thought he had a... It is. He, he does have a good arm. I, I'm I not mean, saying he has a bad arm. Yeah. But I don't think he's got the biggest arm in the draft. I think he's no. more accurate than he is... Kellen Mond. I mean, Jesus Christ. That guy hit the ceiling in the fucking uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys stadium. But, um, you know, it, it, I, I disagree. I think he has a great arm. But, I mean, do you... Baker Mayfield coming out of college was a no-brainer prospect. Was he though the first overall pick, quarterback? And I don't think most people agreed with it. You wanted him here. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. I remember you. And Bill wanted him. Bill loved him. Bill, Bill talked about him. He was trying to trade up to one. Remember those? But he was a no-brainer prospect too. And it's just he's. I think he's very good. I I just think he's not going to be as good fantasy-wise playing for the Jets. That's the key. I think it's going to depend on how that team shapes up and what kind of program they're running there because now you don't have Adam Gase anymore, so you don't have to worry about that. But you have Robert Sala. You have a lot of unknowns in terms of what that team's going to look like. So you have Denzel Mims. You have uh, Corey Davis now. You have Chris Herndon, who hasn't been used I'm sick of hearing ever. But... We'll see what happens with him. He's the next George Kittle. He's going to be 30 years old. We're going to be talking about his fucking talent. I don't want to hear it anymore about him. Until he proves something, He's. I'm not going to own him in a single league. Well, that's the thing. I mean, now <laughs> we'll see if he actually gets used. Obviously, San Francisco, I mean, you had George Kittle, but you had to have the usage to support that. So we'll see what happens with him. See if he actually gets used this year. Yeah. So my last thing on Zach Wilson I do think he's gonna be good I just don't know about his my my issue is just fantasy value because because he's on the jets because he's gonna be on a defensive run is, first scheme offense before we anoint him automatically to the jets let's slow down a little bit because I still think that there's a chance that fields goes at two yeah i I don't think so and then if not he's going to San Fran I would love him in San Yeah, that'd be but cool. I don't, but I don't think, <laughs> that's, I think they're keeping Jimmy, and Jimmy's going to start no matter who they get. Oh, I, I don't think that he's... So now we're, anybody we're that talking about you're drafting a, a quarterback, and he's going to sit for a year. Well, obviously, he wouldn't go at the 1-2 in, in a startup draft. Oh, well, in a fantasy draft, but in the NFL draft, if he's, he goes there, I love it as an, as an NFL prospect. So you, you, you would draft him kind of like what the, what the Packers did with Jordan Love and, yeah. and stash him. Yeah, that's anybody that goes to San Francisco. I think that's what they're gonna be. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Mac Jones or I. I actually think the dark host there is gonna be Trey Lance. I would agree with that. But, um, so let's transition into Justin Fields. Um, my thing with Justin Fields is I think it was what seventy two percent of his throws he threw to the first read. Yeah, something like that. Seen a lot of people say that. Yeah, and I it was something I noticed a lot of. It was either a dis- he threw to his first read or he ran, and that concerns me because when everything speeds up in the NFL, most of the time it's your second option, which makes you a good quarterback. Or you're in a scheme where they just design it, and you know that's, that. that I think that's if he be- ends up in San Fran and Kyle Shanahan can get him going, oh, that that could be dangerous. But if he goes to well, let's remember he is by far probably the best athlete out of all of these guys, probably. I think that's a fair. What did he? He ran what four four. Yeah, he ran a four four. He well, ran everybody play. did, but yeah. No, but he, 
out of the quarterback, he I believe. I, was, I think it's I think the, it was the, I think fastest it's the third fastest we've ever seen at a quarterback. Yeah, it was something stupid yeah. like that. So he's got speed. I think he's the most athletic. I think he's going to be a guy that they're going to have to scheme. Yeah, even oh, if, yeah. because something like they did with Lamar, something some sort of an offense where that where he could run a lot of a lot of zone read option plays type. Yeah, I just like don't that. think he's as good. I think he's closer to a Jalen Hurts quarterback level than he is Lamar. Because he's not a, I don't think he's as shifty and is as good of a natural runner in the open field as Lamar. Because Lamar is an elite NFL. If he was a running back, he would be very good. You know, Justin Fields, he's fat. I, I, I just don't think he has the shiftiness Lamar does. I think he's a lot more comparable to I think he's going to be hurts. I think as an athlete. I think it's probably closer to Cam in his rookie years. Yeah, it's just yeah, that, he's not as big powerhouse, but yeah. yeah. But he he's a much closer comp body size wise to Cam than he is to Hurts or or Lamar. Yes, and yeah, he's, he's more dynamic than Cam is, I think. And the one thing I would say about the the one read thing, go back and watch the semifinal game against Clemson and the national championship against Alabama. That kid was making throws. That kid was dropping dimes to. Olave over the top, you know, his second, third read sometimes. Olave is going to be fun when he hits the NFL, though. I think he's unreal. Oh, he's going to be top five, top five pro- pick, yeah. Pick or prospect next year for receivers. But, um, yeah, he he was having to make second, third reads. I mean, you're playing against the best defenses college has to offer at that point, the best teams college has to offer in the playoffs. So, for him to be making reads like that and then making throws on time, on point, it it speaks to me, and that was all while he was banged up too, because I think he got banged up early in the Clemson game or even before that, and played through it, um, and still performed. So, and even in the national championship game at the first half, he was hanging toe to toe with Alabama in that defense. So, to me, that that says a lot. Again, he's one of those that was highly recruited out of high school. He was in that same vein as. Trevor Lawrence, where people were kind of talking about both of them together at the same time in that class. Justin Fields actually landed on QB1, the Netflix show, for anybody that watches it. Um, So there was a lot of eyes on him from the beginning. And now it's a little bit of an afterthought because of, I think, just because of the way this class is kind of broken out with so many athletes and the way Zach Wilson has has come up. But Justin Fields, I think he's still going to be good in his own regard. And I don't know if you guys have any feelings on it or if you guys have heard about it, but the Dan Orlovsky stuff that came out with him making comments about his work ethic, they're kind of unfounded. And Well, he's came back and retracted all that stuff with his, I went and did more research and everything. Dan Orlovsky's a fucking idiot. Yeah. But my thing is with Fields is he, right now he's going to get bashed because he's at Ohio State and there's never been a good quarterback to come out of Ohio State. That's the big thing, right? Yeah. But how many good quarterbacks have come out of BYU? Well, that's that's, that's exactly the argument that, like, of, that you, you know, can say for Zach Wilson. That's Texas that was my Tech. Point. Yeah, I mean, Texas Tech's had a couple of good quarterbacks. I, again, I don't have all the history and all the way these co- quarterbacks went, but the, the big thing is the Ohio State thing. It's famous. It's the, it's the number one thing is Ohio State does not breed good quarterbacks. You know, what's Haskins, the best one ever come out? Like, re- seriously? You know, but so. Let's jump into Mac Jones. Mac Daddy. Big Mac Jones. 
Huge Mac Jones. Heavy Mac Jones. Get him in a Pats uniform. All right, let's just say it. The dude's overweight. Track the trailer Mac Jones. Jesus. You're going to tell me he's got a dump truck too? No. (laughs) You're bringing this to a weird level. Um, So my thing with Mac Jones is when I was watching him in college, he was pretty overweight for an NFL prospect. He's probably slimming out to look good for pro days and combine with and weights and stuff like that. I still didn't think he looked good. But probably not. But yeah. all these other dudes would take shirt off, rip to the nines, and he picked the shirt up to wipe his face, and there was a little jiggle going on down there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I don't care about my quarterback's stomach, but I'm gonna be honest, I'm not that mad about the stomach. That tells me he's a he's a man of the people. He's going He's gonna go to. He's your dad bod quarterback. He's gonna he's gonna watch film with you, and then when you guys go to the, grab some wings, he's he's right there with you. Slam he's gonna down be, a, yeah, he's gonna he's be gonna the one hanging out with the offensive lineman with a fucking <laughs> with a couple fucking Bud Lights with it, and he's he's with the boys. He's a man of the people. So, what do you think of his arm strength? It looked phenomenal in film, but everybody's beating it up right now. Is it because? Is he a product of how good Alabama was? I think he is. Is he another one of those Greg McElroy type quarterbacks? I, I where think it he's was... better than the Colt McCoy, Greg McElroy. I think he's better than those guys. Um, everyone is talking about his intangible stuff, and that's what make what makes him better quarterback is his leadership, his relationship building ability, and th- things of that sort. Where he's building. Oh, he's really good to his wife. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm so happy for that. Yeah, I want my I want I want to draft him at the one hundred and one now. Well, I mean, because he's good to his wife. I, I wish Watson was good with women right now. That's, so. that's yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be stuck with Kirk Cousins in a one, but and, so I think that's that's worth considering after this conversation. All right, yeah. So I mean, if you want to go off that route, you know, he might be the one hundred and two in most drafts because you don't have to worry about him getting suspended. See, yeah. But I mean, Where's what do you look? think of his arm strength? Do you think he has the? He hasn't. All of these guys have NFL arm talent, right? But I just don't, you know, is Todd McShay going to say he has first round arm talent? Is he a, is he Ryan Mallett or is he uh, an NFL to be honest, I'm surprised pocket quarterback? Before all we started doing these pro days and stuff, he, I think it's fair to say he probably wasn't even considered in these top three guys. No. Is that fair to say? I think, I think he was. So you think it was just- I think these NFL teams already knew beforehand. I think it was Twitter and, and ESPN that so made us think, think we're, otherwise. We're catching up. I think everybody's catching up to the NFL scouts, yeah. Because do you think that – I don't think the pro day made you love or hate Mac Jones no, no, as an no, NFL No, I'm not franchise. going by the pro day. I'm saying in the last probably month or so – It's all us I, catching up to the NFL. I, I think That's we went from Mac Jones could be an early second-round pick to now Mac Jones is talking about being one of these top five guys. It's all the NFL – all of – everybody who is paying attention catching up to oh, the NFL. So you think it's us catching up? Yes. And the thing, too, is if Devontae Smith didn't have the season that he did, odds are Mac Jones would have gotten the Heisman. When you're throwing for 4,500 yards and 41 touchdowns and only four picks, it's kind of hard not to give him the Heisman at that point. But, of course, Devontae Smith had the season that he did. So, If Zach Wilson was at Alabama last year, what does his numbers look like? If you swapped him and Mac Jones, and right that's there. that's my concern. Right, right there. there. If you swap Zach Wilson and Mac Jones – just trade them last year. Yep. What do the numbers look like? And who's being drafted at the 102? I definitely think Zach Wilson is a better raw talent. I don't, yeah, I don't think there's much argument, and I agree that you're going to go there, right? Yeah, I don't think yeah. there's any kind of argument as far as that goes, but I'm also not going to say that Mac Jones is automatically 
either devalued or a bum because of the talent that was around him because he still had to play against, you know, corners that are going to get drafted this year. He had to play against LSU corners, and Georgia corners. I think that's corners. the best point to put with him is that he faced probably the toughest competition outside of probably Lawrence, and even that's questionable Yeah, um, on a regular basis playing in the SEC. Yeah, the SEC is known for their recruiting for one, obviously, and then their defenses. Right. So, so I, I think that's probably a fact that people aren't looking at so much. Um, arm talent-wise, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't got to watch half as much film as these guys as you guys probably have. Um, he's another guy to me that looks more accurate than he does. You want to know why you haven't watched as much film as us? Why is that? Because when we went on vacation in New Hampshire, me and Kyle got up at 9 a.m. and watched about an hour and a half of film while you were showering. Okay. <laughs> I'm we, not really we, sure what to say to that one. We watched about 10 hours of film while we were on vacation. Oh, the three of us? The grind don't stop. And we were watching it. And I mean, you by the time you were done showering, it was 11 a.m. And we were done watching four or five or six prospects. I'm sorry. I'm on vacation. I got things I got to do besides watch film. I think we're starting to get where his priorities lie. It's, uh, he's not committed. He's Gotta not. Be- it's, right. it's, it's showering. It's and school. It, yeah, I mean, we're, listen. We're going to put showering in quotations. Yeah, okay. All right. So let's move on. <laughs> so uh, next on the list, Trey Lance. Thoughts? Kyle, go. Yeah, so like a Justin Fields and a lot of these other guys, he has, obviously he has the good rushing ability. South Dakota used him in a lot of rushing plays where, you know, it was designed runs just for him. Um, 6'4", 226, he has the frame. He had, you know, big body, can take some hits, definitely took a few hits with his design runs, you know, running up the middle as opposed to anything on the sideline. But um, he did have 1,100 yards in this 2019 season. Of course, he didn't play this past season. He only had the one game. It was a showcase game that just got kind of thrown together last minute because of the whole COVID thing. Lance had originally opted out, I believe, because of the whole COVID stuff and then just opted in for this one game for them to, you know, just to get some kind of extra film on him. But of course, that's going to be the one big knock is he's only played 18 games. He only started 18 college games in his college career. So very limited sample size compared to these other guys. So what are your thoughts on him not throwing it? Are you overreacting to him throwing no interceptions? And also, what do you think of him as an athlete? I, I think that the no interceptions thing is kind of overrated because a lot of that also has to do with luck. I mean, you you watch the film, and there were definitely some throws that could have been interceptions, probably should have been interceptions, because again, it it goes to a little bit to the competition level in terms of you know were DBs dropping balls? Did they just not make the right play that they probably you know an SEC defender would have made? Um, so there's definitely some of that, but of course, you don't just luck your way to zero interceptions. There was a lot of good decisions that were made. He played in a pro style offense. It was a lot of under center work that he did. So, you know, he's not throwing to the best kind of competition, but he's also making a good amount of throws to receivers that, you know, either aren't the best or just making the right throws. Tyler, you have any thoughts? So he's a guy I'm actually very interested in. Um, Like Kyle said, he's got the size, he's got the arm strength. He's, had this great season in 2019. Um, 
I do think that it is worth noting that he did play for a smaller school. Uh, but we've also seen some decent quarterbacks come out of the same school in Wentz, and I believe Romo played there also. No, Romo played where Jimmy G did it in Illinois. Uh, I suppose it, um, not Illinois. It was like North Southern. Th- I thought it was North Dakota State. No. <clears throat> if Romo played where Jimmy G did. Jimmy G? Okay, so. But we saw Wentz come out of there at least. Um, so they were at least. I thought it was Bortles. But yeah, yeah. No, it definitely went. Same school as No, I know. I thought the other one was Bortles. Oh, maybe, maybe. I'm not sure. I'd have to look into it. Well, we've seen some some decent talent come out of there. They're a powerhouse in that in that division every year. Um, they win national championships. So they they've got talented players there. They're obviously well coached. I think the thing that a lot of people aren't looking at too is that they ran a very pro style offense there. I think that will help him a lot coming into the NFL where it may not be such a transition for him. Um the fact that he didn't play really at all this year, though, that concerns me. To take a whole yeah. year off. We're going to have that with a lot of prospects. So this no, is honestly the hard, it's going to be the hardest year to because Jamar him. Chase hasn't played in a year. But like, I there's, think there's a lot of these good receiver is a lot easier to just come in and, and be a natural athlete and pick back up. Oh, I agree. Yeah. We, he, he has to make quarterbacks, you're going to get used to going through reads and recognizing defenses and and things of that sort, where I think he's absolutely going to need this year off. The, I, I think because of that, I think he falls in the draft. I don't think he goes in these top five picks. It's going to be very important for the league, and my hope is that they end up having training camp this year, not Zoom training camp bullshit like they did last year, but actual hands-on training camp, so that way these kids can actually get on the field and work with you know the players that they're going to be working with on a week-to-week basis. That would help Trey Lance immensely, um, you know, actually getting a lot of the timing, because I think that's what's the biggest thing in terms of missing a year is you're missing the the timing with your other receivers that you would normally have on, you know, running certain routes and throwing certain balls in certain spots versus certain coverages. That's that's a natural timing that just comes with practice. And, you know, you can go through certain workouts when you're not with the team, but it's not quite the same as like a formal practice with your teammates. Yeah. And by the way, Tyler, you were, uh, we were right on Carson once. The other quarterback was Easton Stick. That was okay. the other quarterback to go out of there. Blake Bortles went to University of South, uh, Central Florida. But my thing with Lance is I think he's the perfect quarterback to go to Atlanta yep. or San Francisco. And sit for a year, even New England, and sit for a year and learn. He's my dark horse pick that ends up in New England. I I don't think he makes it that far. I think he goes to San Francisco. I think they're going to value the long-term value because he he has all the tools to be a good NFL quarterback. You want my honest opinion? Yeah, that's the whole point of the podcast. I think Fields goes first. I think San Francisco. (laughs) Fields goes first? What do you mean, at two? Due to the Jets. So you think Zach Wilson falls. So you're thinking Fields goes two. Who goes at three? I think Wilson. You think Wilson goes to San Fran at three? Hmm. Okay. I don't see Atlanta taking a quarterback. I think they're already talking about trading out of that. Yeah, Yeah. I was gonna say they are open to trading out. They're trying to. They're trying to get more assets. To me, that says that they don't want a. They don't want a quarterback. I think it goes Lawrence, Zach Wilson. And I'm I'm on the fence. I don't know if it's going to be Mac Jones or Trey Lance. To me, I think Lance is too raw to take a top five. I think he falls. That's a, 
truthfully, I think that without with him only playing the year, he didn't have any real tape this year, or any anything to show. I I think he falls. I think he's the one that's gonna gonna surprise people. He's gonna fall. I think that Mac Jones ends up at probably Washington, uh, the fourth guy out of these, and I think Lance falls. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that Sam Darnold trade definitely throws our board off, right? We, we had Carolina taking a quarterback at nine, mm-hmm. and it was going to be one of these leftover guys in the draft, or they're going to trade up to four right. or whatever it is. But And there's also the fact that they're also talking about that Bridgewater could be moved, too. Yeah, and that, and that, and that, that makes make it interesting, too. too. Yeah, um, especially with this cap. I don't even know if it makes it. It'll save them, what, $10 million against the cap? He's $20 million in dead money if they cut him, $10 million in dead money if they trade him. Right. So it, it's it's... Gonna be interesting with him. I, I actually like Donald going there. I like Donald as a prospect. Everybody who listens to the podcast or follows us on Twitter knows how much of a, a, a fantasy football crush I have on Sam Donald. I think he's the top fifteen, eighteen in talent wise quarterbacks. It would be just twenty three. He's younger oh, than Joe Burrow. Oh, absolutely. I I don't know. Um, I was higher on. Donald for a while there, and I don't know if it was just buying into your hype. That's very well possible because that happens way too often. If you get me all excited about people, and then I go back and look and I go, What the fuck was I thinking? You know, it would just be my luck that I was in, I'm still in the startup, the startup draft's still going on, but I'm in the draft and I'm looking at Drew Locke and Sam Darnold in like, I don't know, it was the 17th or 18th round. And I'm having the internal debate. I text you guys. All right, what do I do here? Where am I going? Sam Darnold hadn't been traded yet. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, he could either end up as a backup to Zach Wilson for some reason or move to Chicago or some, you know, weird landing landing spot that just wouldn't be great. Drew Locke, he's at least kind of he's situated. You know, he's on a, a good offense. He's the starter for right now. We're good to go. Lock in Drew Locke. What happens three hours later? Sam Darnold gets traded to a fantasy gold mine. Life comes at you quick, man. I'm curious. There is, you know, most likely they're going to trade Teddy B, but it's like. My thing is, is that, yeah, he, he got traded to a great situation, but he's still been the worst quarterback in the league for the last three years. That's the Jets. I understand that. But goddamn still, Jets. But he's still <laughs> the, the worst. They were atrocious, so he should have been throwing the ball a ton. Of, Remember and, how good he was with Robbie Anderson? He wasn't that great. With Robbie Anderson, they the connected well. Okay. And now he's going there to a team with a, a good running game, a better offensive line. So he line. goes from QB 31 to QB 20. Uh, I think it's going to be better. Look at, the, look at the options they have there. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, CMC. Did, did they just... If got a tight end. I forgot who it was. So, so you think he goes from the worst quarterback in the league to borderline QB? I don't think he was. He was in the worst. Whoever the quarterback was on the Jets was going to be the worst quarterback in the league. It was. It was a. Tr- it, it, it. They should be charged with assault for allowing whoever the fuck they had blocking for him for the last couple of years, and whoever the GM was should be arrested for assault for what they did to Sam Darnold. That situation was going to be horrible regardless. I say it all the time. The Adam Gase effect is a thing. I'm sorry. It just is. Once players leave from out from under his umbrella, they finally realize their actual potential that they should have had. Even Kalen Balaj was good. 
I don't disagree with you. The, the The case effect is real. That boy needs to never be in the NFL ever again. But Wait, is he coaching anywhere yet? I thought he wasn't he rumored to be getting a a, a coordinator job. He was. Stay away from Sam, uh, Sam Darnold. I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> but no. So, um, but to to go back on track, let's get back to these rookie quarterbacks. Um, Lance has a real opportunity to go to one of these top ten teams in City Year and have a very good career. But he could also sit in three or four years down the line. The next thing you know, he's not playing. I, I think he's the most likely to fall, end up in a, in the best spot. All these very teams well. at the top outside of San Fran are all a shit show right now. Yeah. So, Kyle, I'll let you lead us into your boy. Oh, um, your, right. your favorite of them all. Yeah, I got nothing for him. This, is, this one's all you. I haven't <laughs> even looked at him yet. How's that? Uh, before we mention the name, this is who I want the Patriots to draft as their quarterback. Not in the first round. Yeah, it won't be a, it won't be a first round pick. This is why I want him though. I I like his value in a normal. Go ahead. I'm not going to steal your shine, Kyle. Oh no, 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 we haven't even said who it is. So can we no, at least give a name? Lead, lead it. <laughs> go ahead. All right. So Kellen Mond is the guy out of Texas A&M. So. Like Tim was saying, obviously he's not going to be a first-round pick. Um, he's going to end up falling in drafts. Realistically, out of the you know you have the top five quarterbacks that everybody's talking about, and then it kind of drops off to this point. But I'm here to tell you, Kellen Mond could be a bit of a sleeper. Dak Prescott went to Texas A&M. What round did he go in? Uh, was he a fifth round? Fourth round. Fourth round. Fourth round pick. Four. Okay. Look at what he's turned out to be. Obviously, he went to Dallas, and there's a lot of weapons there and whatnot, but the talent is still there. So we're copping Mon to... to I'm just to, saying, it's a, it's, a, it's a similar situation. I, don't, I know nothing about him, so you're teaching me right no, now. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I, you learned his name today. They're going to be on a first-name basis very soon. So Give me the deets. That's what I need to know. No, I got you. Don't worry. I got the 201. Should I be looking at him? Not that early. No, <laughs> You wait till I get him in the third. And oh, be fine. okay. Um... So, <laughs> so he definitely he like Tim said before too. He has great arm talent, very strong arm, can make any kind of throw you really want. And again, for those who don't know or aren't well versed in the college game, the hashes in the middle of the field are, I think, twice the size of what they are in the NFL. So a lot of the throws that they look like they're not too deep as far as down the field goes. If you're making cross throws, you're still making a really strong throw. To get to get there, it's a really good throw. Kellen Mond can make a lot of those throws. A lot of it is uh, timing based. A lot of the throws that he made in that offense was a lot of you know quick three step drop, throw the slant right in a tight window in between the linebacker and a, a corner, um, and a lot of that was kind of his offense, and it worked out really well for him. So. Was very efficient in terms of passing. Good decision maker. Also a really good athlete. He ran a 4-6, I think it was, at his pro day. So you have that rushing upside there, as it is. So you add that to his game. Kid has a good arm. If he ends up in a good spot, he's probably going to end up sitting a year or two. So if you're drafting him in your, you know, your super flex leagues, again, you're probably looking at a third, maybe a late second round pick. You're stashing them on your taxi squad. 
seeing what ends up happening, seeing if something shakes loose, if he ends up at a starting gig somewhere where, you know, the starter gets hurt or something, you might be onto something there. So that's my sleeper pick for this class. You know, obviously all the attention is on the top five. I wanted to give the people something to, you know, look forward to later on in the draft. While everyone's taking your flyer, take a flyer on quarterback. So I love Kellen, Kellen Mond. I think he is a very good athlete. Um, he has just as good of arm in any, as anybody in this class, right? What I really like about him is I think he ends up in a Chicago, Washington, or New England, sits a year, and he gets a real shot next year after these old, after Fitz or Dalton or Cam start this year, age out, and he takes over next year, and he's a, mid-range quarterback too, ceiling high-end quarterback too. I don't think he's ever going to be a top five guy. But if you're looking for somebody to draft in the second end of the second round area in a super flex league, take a sh- I would take a flyer on him. I really would. But if he gets drafted at, by another team like a Kansas City or if there's just a stud quarterback in front of him, fuck it, fade him. But if he goes somewhere and he's going to be the backup quarterback, he might he might even take over mid year if Fitz has one of those games where he has five interceptions, right? That or feels it, about right. Or if Andy Dalton just continues to regress, would you be at all surprised if they go to a third round pick rookie quarterback? Yeah. Ben DiNucci got run last year, so oh, anything's possible. Anything is possible. What do we call him, Ben Kakuki or something like that? I, don't know. I, I was, feel like we have a new nickname for him every time we talk about him. But that's how forgettable. He that's is. my take on Bond. Yeah. That's my take on Mond. I think he's somebody. If he get if he gets a good backup job, I'm taking a shot on him. So you tell me I can grab him at the 207 right before you. If you do, I'm be kind of mad. All right. I'll, I'll mental notes. Yeah, you'll forget the storm, but <laughs> you'll be sitting there worried about like I don't know his next shower. Yeah, t- Tamorian. Next County. shower. <laughs> Air goes wins my next shower. Just wait. I'm gonna hype up like Tamorian Terry just so you worry about taking him at the 207. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, but that's all we have on the rookie quarterbacks. Um, last question. Where do you think Teddy B ends up? I think he stays in Carolina. Think so? He's going to be tough to deal right now. His yeah. contract is tough to deal. Yeah. His contract. He has no team that really he fits well to right now. Carolina. You're right. And yeah. that's a, I mean, or he, Chicago. Yeah, but they just. Get- I know. They just gave money to. To Dalton, it's 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 three tough. weeks ago. It would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. Right now, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's too late in the game. Denver, not mu- not much money going to lock. Pay a little bit of money, make a competition. Truthfully, I'm everyone's trying to run lock out of town. I think they like lock more than people give credit. I think so too. I don't like lock. I I don't think he's. I think I'm higher on lock than most people are. I think his ceiling is low. That's my issue. Yeah, I think his ceiling is probably ceiling's a, very low. A QB two, but he's he'll never even hit what Andy Dalton ever hit. That, that that's mm. remember Andy Dalton had some good years, but I don't see. Do you see him as a five ten year starter? Yeah, I don't. That offense, that offensive line had some injuries last year. Obviously, they lost Corton Sutton. The, the jury, I think, is still out on Drew Locke. I know a lot of people are low on him right now, but and maybe it has something to do with the fact that I just drafted him on a rebuilding team. But Everybody likes the guy they just drafted in a redraft. Yeah, but you got to remember, too, it, it's, he, he's, this is his first real year as a starter with no offs. Like you get all that. 
nonsense that we're saying with all these rookies coming, like all of that still kind of applies to him too. When yeah, he's, I mean he's twenty three, so you know he didn't have all his weapons. He didn't, his best weapon was a rookie that he never had practiced. Like that, all that stuff. He pretty much had a whole new offense this year as basically his rookie season. I, I think next year is the real year where we can actually judge him and start to get a real idea what he is. I think we're bound to see something closer to what what uh, Danny Dimes did last year. Yeah, but I mean, get my hopes up. Teddy could go there maybe as a backup or competition role. But no, anyway, but Teddy's going to go because of his money. He's going to have to be a starter. Or go somewhere like New York or or Denver where they're not paying much money to a starting quarterback. That's the that's the thing. Yeah. If you if you're getting towards the end of your rookie quarterback's deal, I mean your your quarterback's rookie deal. But that's do you really want to bring a guy like that in to, to create controversy when you're bringing him Zach Wilson or you, you know what I mean? They also could restructure his contract too. I mean they No, that's always an option, yeah. but I I don't know. I I, just, I don't think that there's going to be a a great landing spot for him where No, I think at the end of the day he ends up staying in Carolina yeah. just because he's he's a career backup basically. He and they have an opt out with him next year, so fair enough. So that's all we got on our quarterbacks. I promise we'll have our shit together a little bit better next week when oh, we talk we, about running backs. We say this every week. We, we will. I mean, we will. We'll pretend we do. Yeah, just more air. Quotes. Try to believe me and say when I say that we're gonna have our shit together with this. Go watch some film. Getting, yeah, it's this is gonna be my role for the next three weeks. I'm, I'm, Can you at least like look at like Javante Williams or something? I, I've done a little bit of homework. I'm just not as in depth as you guys are at this point. I knew their names. He doesn't even know where they went to school is the issue. It's okay. At least know that. At least know where they went to school. They went to USC, right? (laughs) Everybody did. Yeah. Yeah, they all all of them. Devontae Williams did not go to USC. Alabama. That's what it was. Everybody goes to Alabama. (laughs) No, he didn't. Was it North Carolina? Right. Yeah. 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 All right. But I'm I'm done bullshitting this episode. (laughs) Anybody else got anything else? Well, that's it for me this week, boys. Kyle, anything? No, I think I've had my fill. We're good. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else in the back? People in the back. Ben DiNucci. Hey. Fuck him. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Garrett <laughs> Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. Anybody? Anybody left in the Dallas? All right, boys. Thanks. Peace. Later. Peace.